listening to the new blurt we acknowledge the first nations peoples of this land the traditional custodians and pay our respects to the elders past present and future we recognize the ongoing impacts of colonization and the importance of a voice to parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of first nation peoples is respected and upheld we commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all australians Hi, tonight I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country, Kulin Nation of the Woiwurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been and always will be Aboriginal land. And I'm Wentz and I'm coming to you from the uh, Yagra and Turbals people and sovereignty was never ceded. Good evening, Wentz and good evening, listeners. I am Keely. I was remiss to tell you that. Um, co-host of the show, and tonight we've got a brilliant show for you. Uh, we have Beer Education, which is Wentzy's favourite segment, So, and we have a few, so that's uh, he's pretty happy tonight. He's got his favourite <laughs> and second favourite. We don't always yes. do that, but he's, he's a pretty happy man tonight. So uh, Beer Education tonight, I am going to be reviewing the Riz 2022. What is Riz? Well, Ooh. you'll just have to uh, stick around and wait to find out on that one. And uh, we're also going to be talking a science, a science of brushing your teeth. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, we, we, we wouldn't say brushing your teeth is a science, but science has uh, done a little bit of investigation to whether we need to or not, what it does if we don't, what it does if we do, and how does flossing uh, come into the um, arrangement as well. This flossing? Yes. No, that <laughs> flossing is not going to help at all. Uh, okay. And then Wentzie's going to talk about um, a, what does a human day look like. Now, I'm quite intrigued about that one. I'm not exactly sure where that's going to go. But anyway, that's the way the night's going to go. And we're going to finish off with Joke of the Week. So if, you've, uh, if you're joining us live and you've got some jokes that you want to uh, bring into the show, that's absolutely fine. If they are funny enough and not too risque, we will uh, uh, do everything we can to make sure they are part of this show. So no um, no more uh, pandering here. Uh, it's all about it's all about the banter and the banter oh, is cool. that someone told me that uh, Donald Trump's going to jail. No, no, he's not going to jail. Oh, what? No, no, uh, not no, that must not be yet. my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yours, yours and mine, yours and both definitely mine. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, he's been, apparently he's been charged, I think, with 38 criminal um, criminal charges. Uh, he's been indicted on 38 criminal charges, um, all to do with, um, uh, it's, uh, it's the Espionage Act, I believe, uh-huh. in the US, and it's because he has... <clears throat> Um, contrary to his popular belief, which is that he can declassify something just by looking at it, just oh, by right. thinking about it. Magic. Mm, you're classified. You're classified. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Does not work. And, uh, yeah. So apparently you're not allowed to have class- classified documents in your toilet, uh, oh, in your what? bathroom. No. Not, not, not in your bedroom. material in the toilet? No. <laughs> it's oh, just right. not allowed. <laughs> Damn. You're not allowed to read the nuclear codes while you're having a crap. No, that's Ugh. that's not on. It's not part of the uh, Constitution. You're not allowed to do that. So, 
Yes, it would be Vicky. It would absolutely be magnificent. We would be so happy yes. as well. Vicky says, OMG, Trump going to jail, wouldn't that be awesome? Totally agree. Yes, yes. we couldn't We couldn't agree more here. Actually, talking about not agreeing more, uh, I heard a, a webinar today with the Australia Institute on the um, mm. Yes uh, campaign. Did you uh, get to hear that one today? I did catch that and I did put, put my work on pause. Hopefully no one from work is listening. <laughs> that is an evil laugh. Because that, that was very, very evil. Because that was a very important uh, webinar to watch. As, it was as your, yeah. Um, who hosted it? Uh, it was Kerry O'Brien and Thomas Mayo. I think Tom, mm. Thomas Mayo is in the committee for the Yes campaign, I believe. Yes. And, and uh, <clears> that was partly their book, The Voice Department. Out at all your good booksellers around Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot to get my discount, I think. Yeah, oh, no, Link, I think you get it anyway. Is that right? Yeah, possibly. I'm going to pick one up from a bookstore, physical bookstore. Yeah, yeah. No, I should get mine next week. So okay. I look forward to that. So as Wenty just uh, said, it is the voice to parliament. I think it's called the handbook. And it's not a yeah. particularly big book. It's about 100 pages, maybe less. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, people keep talking about detail on the voice. Well, read the damn book because mm. there's plenty plenty of detail in there. And so. not that we need the detail for the referendum to go past, get past. As we know, that isn't part of the question. Um, yeah, so. No, no, you're right. Players, yeah. What, what, again, I mean, the actual question, I think it's, pretty simple isn't it do you want a voice enshrined in the constitution is yeah, it for the indigenous is it is this yeah. is that pretty simple yeah it is pretty simple. On, i can't remember the exact questioning but yes all questions all right i will find it while we chit chat yeah no that's absolutely fine i was mm. just going to go back to trump for a second i've heard mm. um Trump's obviously been banging on on his uh, Truth Social. Uh, never has a more ironic title to some sort of social platform <laughs> has been named. Yeah. Um, Truth Social. Anyway, um, yeah, look, it's been interesting because I've seen a few uh, Fox um, uh, Fox um, presenters just losing their shit oh, over really? this. It's it's actually really, really funny. And I've actually got something here from Mary Trump, which is his sister, I believe, and she okay. loves the man. She absolutely loves him. Um, and you'll tell from this how much she does love the guy. So hopefully okay. this comes through all right. Just call him what he is. He's a loser. He loses constantly. He has never legitimately won anything in his life. He's a thin-skinned baby who has nothing to offer but white grievance. If I were one of these candidates, I would simply show up to a debate with a bowl of mashed potatoes um, because that was uh, his very first uh, experience of humiliation was when he was being a total brat uh, before my grandmother put dinner on the table and my dad, just in order to shut him up and, and stop him from tormenting his little brother, Robert, took a bowl of mashed potatoes and dumped it on Donald's head. Um, <laughs> so he hates that story. Uh, he has never been able to laugh at himself uh, in a healthy way. So it really is not easy. Uh, sorry, it's really not difficult to get under that extraordinarily thin skin of his. 
No, truer words have been Ooh. said, I believe. Um, I don't believe, uh, yeah, I think she's right on the money there. Uh, he, mm. He's incredibly thin-skinned. And, um, <clears throat> and he's running out of money because he keeps opening his mouth uh, regarding Jean Carroll, who, who just, you know, continually just keeps um, suing him. Oh, right. Who's <laughs> Jean Carroll? She's the, the lady who just uh, needs to be paid $5 million, um US dollars because he has just been found to have sexually assaulted her. Ah, uh, that case. Yeah, that would raise one. Yeah. In the yeah, last and, month. And, and, and as soon as he was convicted, he came out and went, um, yeah, she's not my type, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, but the most ridiculous <clears throat> thing about this is that he was shown pictures. He was shown. Showed pictures, and he was showed pictures of this uh, woman, and he goes, "She's not my type. She's not my type." And he said, uh, "That's your ex-wife." Um, <laughs> and he wants to run for president. He's got a memory like a fish. Oh, Jesus Christ! And um, and yeah, and then he was shown other pictures, and he's just gone, yeah, no, no, that's yeah, no, I know that one. That's my ex-wife, and they go, no, 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 that's Jean Carroll. So oh. seriously, wow. he's just got no idea at all, and he just keeps defaming her. So she oh. just goes, well, fuck it, I'll Why just keep suing you, then. <laughs> you prick. So, uh, dear, um, yeah, that's what she's just- doing. Just a correction, uh, that video we just heard is his yes. niece, not his oh, sister. not his sister. Yep. All right. Yep. Sorry, Thank Mary, you. I appreciate that because um, that makes you probably 40 years younger, I'd say, and that's mm. fair enough too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you look pretty bloody good at 70 plus. So, uh, yeah, and a generation that, newer too. Yeah, absolutely. But no, she's written quite a lot about him, actually. So, um, yeah, she's not a fan. She's not a yeah. fan. But I believe you had some other stuff in banter tonight as well, my friend. We got a packed uh, show. We got to get this stuff in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the other one I've got here is the writers and. Oh, uh, yes. You had a bit of homework. Strike. Yes. I remember. I had a bit of homework. Yes. yes. Uh, no f- major further development. They're still negotiating. Um, but I'm not sure if everyone was aware for those playing at home, but the Tony Awards was on over the weekend. And of course, the um, event, for those who don't know, they're the New York Theatre Awards that are handed out every year. Um, So with the writers being on strike, guess what? No writers. So Uh, no one could write for the MC of the evening as they normally would or something like that? Correct, correct. Yeah. And um, the host of the Tony Awards, Ariana DeBose, um, opened the show uh, with a piece of paper in hand, basically saying, oh, empty script. So she was doing it all off the cuff. Oh, nice. Um, so nice I've on the a, fly. Nice. Is yeah. she a comedian or what is she? I'm not sure. I'm assuming she, because it's the Tonys, I'm assuming she's a theatre actress. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's my assumption. Got a bit about it, type thing. Yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll just quickly play a couple of quick um, ad libs that she did. Just, yeah, cool. um, we got all night. Go. go for it. Right. So, yeah, I'm sure some of you caught in, yeah. that I opened the number by opening a script, blank pages. Very good reason for that. Our siblings over at the WGA are oh, currently on strike in pursuit of a fair deal. Now, yes, and how many of us 
I'm sure for some of you at home, you're thinking, oh, okay, what does that have to do with the Tony Awards? Well, I'm going to tell you. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Award shows are traditionally written by members of the WGA. So in order for this show to go on, a whole host of people had to come together in order to find a compromise. And we are all here. So to every single person who had a hand in finding that compromise, I say a full-throated thank you! And so, so now you're asking, well, what's the compromise? Well, we don't have a script, you guys. I'm live and unscripted. You're welcome. So to anyone who may have thought that last year was a bit unhinged, to them I say, darlings, buckle up. <laughs> and She's I'll just very play. good. She She's is, isn't good. she? Yeah, and here's she another is. one where she was crossing between um, acts or presenters for awards. This one's really quick. I'll just play this right now actors in a play is up next and also I don't know what these notes stand for so please welcome whoever walks out on stage next (laughs) (laughs) and this is why it's so important to have the writers guild get what they need because without them the shows just are unscripted and no look absolutely I mean, that's pretty dangerous. I, I don't know if it's quite as dangerous as what we're about to see next. Like, um... <laughs> uh, so, are you talking about this show? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We, we, we all have to go on. Oh, that's right. We are. Um, <laughs> this is pretty dangerous. Um, um, we've got uh, in the Florida Keys on June the 12th. Um, oh, we're back. Uh, June the 12th, the Florida Keys family called in some help from experts when they arrived at home and found a 10 foot crocodile swimming in their pool. And, um, apparently, the personnel responded to the home in Plantation Key near Islamador is Islam Morada. Now, that is a word I find very hard to say, and I've never heard it when uh, obviously that's a place near their home. Uh, when the family arrived at home that night and they found a reptile doing laps in their uh, backyard pool. And Blurters, uh, thanks very much for uh, tuning in. Uh, as you probably have um, attained by now, we have a couple of internet issues here and there, but the content's very good. We've got education and we've got uh, good conversations um, regarding science as well. It's, um, it's a good show. Thank you very much for listening. And we do apologise for the tech gremlins. We're doing everything we can to improve this with weeks to come. Right, if you've ever been with us uh, before on the new blue, you would know that that is the beach vacation. Get on the um, Sting. And uh, tonight, I am going to share a beer that is going to knock your socks off. Hopefully, it's good. One thing I will say okay. is it's very, very chock full of alcohol. And uh, <laughs> and, I might, oh, and I might need that. So 
I will pop that in there. I was uh, just reading. Uh... Are you catching up on some comments? <laughs> My side, everything's open this end, um, and I've got full connections, so it's really annoying. Um, but if you can see that, can you see that? R-I-S, not R-I-P. No, yeah, that's R-I-S. R-I-S. R.I.S. for those can you playing see... at home who are listening on the pod. Can you see the alcohol content? Hang on. Let's... Can you see the alcohol? 11.2. Holy fudge. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need 11.2 after uh, what's been happening so far. So I think so. I think, I think we've caught yes. back up now. Uh, I, I, think, I um... love Yes, yeah. I think, I think you, you finally put again, coins in the meter and it's caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, you're right, Vicky. Um, uh, Vicky, a number one uh, video viewer. What about Hillary's emails and Hunter Biden's laptop? I'm sure there's a lot of irony in that statement. I think <laughs> knowing Vicky, I believe she's probably just taking the piss. Because yes, that's in reference to That's what Trump the that GOP is saying every two seconds correct and absolutely and, and the thing about that just going back you know they can't get any information on either so mm. oh goody we did have the internet for two yeah. seconds and then it just decided no nah, no nah, can't have it can't yep. have it not having not anyway paintball. i'm gonna forge i'm gonna forge carry on. on carry on no i'm gonna forge on i've got my left glass here so we'll see what this does i will can you see that Oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty dark. Yeah, it is pretty dark. This glass would take this whole can, and it's a big can. It's a 440 can. I won't, um, I won't, uh, I won't try yet. I'll do this little bit of information about it. It's a black velvety Russian imperial stout with characters Ooh. of licorice coffee and molasses, roasted malts, and a rich alcohol presence. Drives the palate, apparently. This is what they tell me. And um, it's a vintage Russian imperialist stout. This one's 11.2, as I say, in a 440 mil can. Now, 440 mils is an American pint. Right. Slightly smaller so, than our so pints. That's in, yes, our pints are 560, I believe, um, which is like the same pint as the English pint. Mm. Um, and to get a four pack of one of these, they ain't cheap, um, is, uh, $60. Wow. So that's 15 bucks each. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's pretty expensive. I think I paid a little bit more because I've only got one, but Mm. yeah, they are pretty expensive. And the style, I'm just trying to see. So it says often dry flavors of higher alcohol is quite evident. Gee, you think? And hop character can vary from none to balanced or aggressive. Um, the alcohol uh, volume with this style is anywhere between 8% and 12%. So this is right up the other range. Mm. Up the other end. Out of curiosity, so, how many standard so drinks go. in that can? Got? We've got appearance of... Appearance is beautiful, I reckon. So it reminds me of, reminds me of a Guinness. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's very dark. Uh, appearance is 10. Uh, I'd probably say... 10? I'd, uh, I'd say 9. I'd say 9. It's, it's doing everything it's saying it should, so I'd give. I'd say 9 for appearance. Awesome. 9. No, 9. Now, smell. 
see if we can get any of that licorice, etc. Not a fan oh, yeah, of it's licorice. got lots. It's very complex. Definitely smell sort of molassesy type stuff. Definitely. Mm, yeah, it's like good. That. It's good. I'd probably give that eight. That smell eight. Eight. Yes, yes. Now for the big one, the taste. Here we go. Taste. Show can only get better after I finish this. Wow. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> that, that, right. That'll wow. uh, burn some of the uh, hairs I'll, in I'll your nostrils. This time I'll try to actually taste it rather than be knocked out. Um, it's very good, but Jesus Christ, you couldn't have too many of them. I mean, seriously. Wow. I can't imagine more than After two one cans. Can. Uh, I don't reckon I'll be able to do two cans, to be honest. I'm going to struggle <laughs> with one. Um, look, I'm going to give it – it's a pretty damn good taste. I'm going to give it 26. 26, nice. Despite the uh, the heavy alcohol yeah. content, yeah, no, it's, I'm it's, surprised it's, it's very tasty. Yeah, no, it's a very good beer. It is very, very good. But you wouldn't be going, oh, you have lots of those. No, you wouldn't. Depends on the type of night you're after, I guess. Yeah, but you just couldn't do it. You'd have a massive headache, my friend. Mm. We're not, you know, after 30 taste. anymore. No. Or below 40. Far from it. Um, Far from it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, pretty much after 30, I, I, yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, pretty much after 30, I just sort of, you know, stopped doing that sort of stuff because, nah, couldn't do it. Couldn't get up the next day. Yeah. You know, just wasted the whole day. So. Uh, after taste, it's probably about seventeen. There's no like, 17. it's not. There's no, there's no viciousness on on the back end sort of thing. It's not mm-hmm. particularly abbotty. Um, okay. There's no real abbotness there. So, oh, mm-hmm. in case you're playing oh, at home, abbot is um, slang for bitter. Yes. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. I forgot we coined that term a few weeks ago. Yes. <clears throat> Yes, yes, a- a- absolutely. So, bitter equals Abbott. Mm. So, uh, yes, the Abbottness on that is uh, very low, very low Abbottness, which is good because we want as much, as least Abbottness on this program as possible. Um, now, drinkability, wow. <laughs> you probably probably, <laughs> probably have to give it about 22 because, really, you, you can't have another one. So, I mean, drinkability. I think, like I said, depends on your... Um... On your reason why you're drinking this. Whoa! <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Wait, I did not ask you. Oh, look, I'm doing it for the show. I'm doing it for the people out there. Of course. I'm doing it so they don't have to. Yes. So um, that's a big score don't even, considering don't even ask the high alcohol content. Just, yeah. <clears throat> I've done yeah. it. Yeah, it is. But it is a really good beer. I just. I wouldn't get it again, just for mm. no other reason. I like to have more than one, and I yeah definitely not have more than one here. There's, there's no, nah, not happening. Lucky, lucky you didn't not get happening. the uh, the four pack. But it's a beautiful can. I was never getting the four pack. <laughs> it's a beautiful can, at, beautifully at done, a... really, you know, just quite classy. So well done, hard grade mm. seal. Nice. And um, out of curiosity, you, what does R dot I dot S so stand for? Lovely. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's a Riz 2022. Go out and Russian Imperial Stout. Right. R-I-S. It's a style. Right. Russian Imperial yes. Stout. Okay. Yes. Got it. R-I-S. Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, after the five second delay. It's a style. Got it. And um, before I bought this one, I did not know that either. Yes. No, <laughs> Fantastic. Brilliant. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Uh, very we're good. just laughing at Excellent. different times of the um, um, of this broadcast right. at the moment. Okay. It's, uh, friend. it's a it's a challenge. Yes, I know. It's it's wonderful. It's excellent. Brilliant. Didn't have this problem okay. last week at all. No, no idea what we do now. But there you go. All right. I am going to review a Melbourne brewery by the name of. Can you see? Can you see? Can you see here? Here we go. Brick Lane is what I'm reviewing. Can you hey. see that? Brick Lane. I can indeed. I can? Yes. yes. Awesome. So it's pro- it's a local brew. I can't remember exactly where in Melbourne they're from. Uh, but this one is the Hi-Fi uh, Brick Dry. Brick Lane is Brick Lane's Beechworth, I think. Oh, okay. Country. Brick Lane is Beechworth, I think. Yeah. Which is in country Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But uh, I thought there was a brick lane in Richmond as well, but I could be wrong. Uh, so this one is the Hi-Fi Dry Zero Carb Japanese Lager. I don't normally um, review lagers, but this time I will give it a crack. So let's, speaking of cracking, let's crack this one open. He says, tries, okay. Okay. And Here zero we go. carbs as well. Zero carbs, that's got to be good. Let's hope it's zero, not zero flavor. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, it's lager, yeah? Lager, lager. I'm the same as you. I wouldn't oh, normally have a lager. So it's, it's a lovely color. It's very uh, translucent. I it's, like um, and I like the fact that there's a yeah. head as well. Going yeah, through our sheet here, appearance, I guess it's what I would expect in a lager. to the lighter <laughs> side of um, the amber yeah. color. I do like it. Um, in this light, it's not the best light. I'm going to I'm gonna do something I wouldn't normally do, Wentzy. I'm going yes. to bring down my drinkability score to 15. <gasps> wow. Okay. Not enjoying it now. Yeah, I have to. I don't want people to uh, be sucked into thinking 82. The kegster said so. I need to go out there and get one of these. No, no, you don't. No. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Unless you like really, really strong alcohol beers. I think those beers are probably good for a one-off. Oh. It's getting harder the more oh, you drink. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. So yes, back to is. this one. That I would give it a nice. Eight. Yes, back it's to yours. Nice, nice color. It's a nice color. Yes. Oh, lovely color. Yeah. What? Lovely. What I haven't said is that. Oh yes. Uh, this one is a lean and light in body. It has delicate and subtle notes of crisp red apple, sweet malt. And the hint of fresh herbal hop aroma, brewed with a mix of rice and Sounds malt, good. to create a crisp, quick, clean finish we expect from a Japanese lager. Hi-fi dry has a medium to low bitterness, so low on the Abbott scale, uh, which which makes it perfect for pairing with more delicate foods such as lightly grilled cod or whiting. So maybe we'll see at the end of it, but maybe it could be good for fish and chips. So I'm just going to go for the smell and see if I can smell any of that uh, red apple. Mm. I'm probably not the best person to detect um, sm- um, delicate smells and things like that, but You've I can got definitely kids. smell Surely the. That can't be the case. <laughs> but I can definitely smell the rice in there. All right, I give this one uh, a seven. 
not overly strong in in smell not enamored yeah so yep. let's go with the taste yep yep it's definitely a lager not my style very low or hardly any bitter bitterness there you mean abitness uh, sorry yes you're right low in abitness bit of i'm still now taste now i am That's tasting what we the rice <laughs> <laughs> no multi flavors there um as per their description uh, it is nice and clean and, and fresh. So this will be great in summer, actually. So I'm just going back for a second one. And cold, of Yep. Yes. It's warmed up a little bit. It's been out here for half an hour or so. But uh, taste, I would give it a 24 yeah. after okay. taste. I can still taste. My, or... my calculator's on strike tonight. Oh, is it? <laughs> after taste, I would probably give it a 14. doesn't quite linger in the aftertaste department. Drinkability, I would definitely give it a 25 because you could easily keep drinking this. It's a very easy ah, drinkable okay. uh, wine. Uh, not wine. I've only had a couple of sips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, think, I, think I make I that think a 78. My calculator's kicked in. I think that's 78. All right. Uh, yes, you are absolutely right. You're on the money. Considering you've you're half tanked already. And let's just by sniffing it. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so, so, so my can is one point two standard drinks. I'm curious, how much is yours in a can? How many standard oh, drinks? Is it like good six? Good question. <laughs> Three point nine. Whoa! Holy moly! Four standard drinks in a can. <laughs> Honestly, you may you may as well just crack open a wine bottle and just drink it out of there. <laughs> oh God, you're not wrong. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. you definitely don't want too many <laughs> no. these babies. Seriously, wow, oh, my God. But I do this for the listeners. I do this for them. Yes, yep. I do this. We for sacrifice you. ourselves oh, for actually, you, the listener. And... That's right. We do. We do. We do indeed. And uh, just saying that for two seconds. It will be back just on the other side of this. When you give blood, you're more than just a blood donor. You're the lifeblood of Australia. Search Give Blood and book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. And we're back. And it's been a wild, wild ride of a show. So you're still with us. Thanks very much. Yeah, um, Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. So, Wensi, we had uh, we had 78 with what was yours called? Um, sorry, I'm just reading a comment here from Vicky. Not hearing anything except for FFS from UK Star. <laughs> Um, to answer your question, yes, my Brick Lane Brewing Japanese Lager got a 78 oh. out of 100. Ah, beautiful. What the hell did whatever the hell I drank get? Uh, 75. Can't even see. <laughs> 75. Yes. I, I still think that's too high. <laughs> I think you're high. <laughs> uh, bloody hell, what a show. I think, I think... Yeah, that's what happens when the internet just shoves you right up the kyber. Um, I think it's probably time for this, I reckon. I think so.
Wentzy, over to you. Over to me. So you want to know what an average human day looks like? I didn't yep. until I read this article. <laughs> yeah. <and> um, <laughs> it normally didn't. It didn't include 11.2% of alcohol before you read it, I'm sure. No, no. I'm sure that's an, an, an anomaly in the uh, study. I'm sure they filtered your, your uh, can out of the uh, studies oh. in this one. Yes. So. And uh, look, um, just sorry, just getting back to our, um, our viewer, I just need to just, uh, I need to reply to that. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I understand there was probably a few expletives uh, <laughs> tonight. And uh, if you've been listening to this on the pod, I hope you're enjoying it as much as we have. So if there's a few expletives, I might leave them in. We'll see how we go. You could be hearing this. You may not be. Who knows? Anyway, over to you. Um, <clears throat> It isn't a children's show, so expletives are not banned here, but it's very uncommon. No. <laughs> <let's say. laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Well, with the frequency of, <laughs> of the delivery, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So back, back to um, what would a typical human okay. uh, day would look like. The Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, the PNAS, yes. is a peer-reviewed journal of the National Academy of Sciences in the US. They um, do original research, broadly spanning um, the biological <laughs> um, The journal is, a global, is global in scope, and it's open to all researchers around the world. PNAS released a paper just a day ago on 12th of June showing what an average day would look like um, for a human being based off surveys um, from both rich and poor countries around the world. Uh, historically, studies by economists have focused on paid work activities, while socialist historians and anthropologists focus on non-paid work activities, but have rarely have studies been put together where they consider both paid and non-paid human activities. For this paper, they used time-based um, surveys, um, which Australia's uh, Australian Bureau of Stats, Statistics do release time-based surveys. I will add the link um, to the show notes, but uh, the ABS does release um, these surveys every few years. And obviously there's questionnaires about how people spend their daily lives um, in hours and things like that. So they use this, research paper, use data like the Australian one, and there's equivalents in New Zealand, America, and other countries. They took surveys from the year 2000 to 2019, and they deliberately excluded the COVID years because they were shit years and very abnormal. Uh, yes. Thanks, Vicky. Love the expletives. I'm sure they'll continue on this show and future episodes. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the stream yard kids shoving us up the pipe. Oh, this yes. is doing my head in. It's got to be said. Uh, lead author of the paper, William Fajzal, said, time is really ideal because everyone has 24 hours in a day and everyone has to spend that full amount of time doing something. So it's a good way to study how we, we spend our day. So the nuts and bolts. There's four categories. Sleep and bed rest. 
direct human outcomes, external outcomes and organisational outcomes. Sleep and bed rest, how many hours in 24 hours would you think would have come up? To be honest with you, it makes no difference. It's never enough. It never is. That is the correct answer. Uh, 9.1 hours, according to the study, was um, sleep. Hold on. I've got something to say to that. Hold on. Hell's getting nine hours sleep. Jesus. I don't know who gets that. I want nine hours I sleep. I definitely do not. On the weekends, I might get, but not, not week that weekdays. Hell no. Almost a quarter no, of the day, no. or just over a quarter of the day, would be sleep and bed rest. Uh, direct human outcomes was 9.4, so slightly more. Direct human outcomes is related to social interaction, so that includes things like uh, relaxing in front of the idiot box or TV for those playing at home, um, education, meals, religious practice, healthcare, and other activities like that. External outcomes counted to 3.4 hours. This category includes activities such as um, agriculture, cooking, food processing, mining, renewable energy, construction, caring of pets and other outcomes like that where it's not necessarily to do with a social uh, activity. And the last category, which was organisational outcomes, uh, comes out to 2.1 hours in the day. So that includes things like grocery shopping, transportation to and from work, admin tasks like paying your bills and, um, and things like that. What the survey doesn't actually show you in raw data is uh, the hours that you actually work for paid work. It's a bit complicated to explain. The, inter the interesting thing about that. Go on. The interesting thing about that, because you can actually hear me now, in, in the same sort of uh, frequency of lag of three seconds. So that's excellent. <laughs> the interesting uh, thing. Oh, no. <laughs> it is better uh, than <laughs> It's just going to be a giggle show tonight. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'll try, try to have some sort of <clears throat> decorum. Um, <clears throat> what I was going to say was, I have no idea. Absolutely not a clue. <laughs> All right. I will just carry on. <laughs> if you remember, just interrupt. Know. And I'll yeah, pause 15 seconds later. <laughs> I will. I will. My brain actually works. <laughs> All right. Concentration face now. Um, so, um, yes, no, so I'm this, going to mute for a second. <laughs> so the study continues with um, other information such as um, analysis of the activities through which humans interact um, with other... Uh... Okay, sorry. This is a bit of a distraction with the delay. So apologies for everyone listening. We'll probably have to edit some of this out. Oh, so, for example, some of the information away. that um, is a bit mind-boggling is in that 2.1 hours of the organizational outcomes five minutes or so is where you extract raw materials like wood material and other mining um, activities which doesn't sound like much in a day five minutes but when you add the billions of people hours in the day it amounts to quite a lot so this study looks into the effect of um, our activities and how it could also 
impact the environment and social change and things like that. So it's a very interesting study. Um, it's a lot to unpack in just a few minutes. So I will add the the link to the paper, which is freely available, so that it's not behind any paywall. So you can read it in its entirety and look at all the different numbers and how they explain the different um, data. So what for drew me, you to it? Um, what drew just, you to check it out? Just the fact that um, I was curious to see how what what information was in there regarding what an average day would look like for for uh, most humans, and even comparing rich and poor countries, they're they're very similar in in what activities they do. Regardless whether you're poor or rich, you still want to do the social interaction with friends or you're at downtime, relaxed time, gardening and things like that. So the numbers end up being roughly the same, depend, regardless of where you're from, English-speaking, non-English-speaking, Muslim country or Catholic country or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I thought just found that to be So what you're saying is it, it sort of doesn't matter what country you're in, um, what country you're in, uh, you're saying that the way that people sort of spend their time, it's all really, really, <laughs> it's all really, really um, similar stuff. It's like ev everyone is sort of doing the same uh, things, even in completely different countries, culture, it doesn't matter. Mm. <clears throat> that's right. <laughs> yes, that's correct, Vicky. Very, very. Everything <laughs> is delayed about this show tonight. Including My brain. The, uh... The, um, including the comments from the, the audience itself. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. But um, <clears throat> no, Vicky was just saying the live comments are super <laughs> delayed. Oh, yes. I think I got that right. Um, <laughs> yes, so, I think you so got the right amount of views in there. So I don't feel left out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think so. I think so. And uh, no, we really appreciate that. But when you listen to this back on uh, on the pod, you'll be surprised. It'll actually sound okay. So with my editing genius. But anyway, um, no, that's really interesting. Just, just don't do it that, when you've had a um, Riz 2022, okay, when you do the editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you come down, when you come down, I'll get you on. <laughs> oh god i'll never come back to brisbane will i we'll be back in a minute with the science of toothbrushing the australia institute produces high quality research that has real world impact whether it's revealing the 10.3 billion dollars in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. Yeah, no, absolutely. We listened to, as I say, the Australian Institute Voice to Parliament webinar today. It was fantastic. There was 2,000 mm. people on that call. That is huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the comments people, on that was just it was really dying, wasn't it? Absolutely. You, you couldn't keep up at all. And, um, yeah, no, it was nuts. But what I found really interesting about that, Wincy, was that not everyone was in the same ballpark, which was pretty good. Because you you need to have, you know, you need to get outside your echo chamber. Mm. Yeah. You need to get outside your echo chamber and be able to um, talk to other people that 
are undecided mm. or even are even thinking about voting no. Why on earth you'd vote no, I'll never know. Yeah, but there you go. Um, <clears throat> not at all. And so that means that on the end of every potty that we put together, we have either the 10-Minute Genius with Megan uh, Davis uh, speaking, Professor Megan Davis speaking about the voice of the parliament, and she speaks about it off the cuff, which is pretty amazing. Mm. Or we have a uh, six-minute video done by um, the First Nations people uh, on the Voice to Parliament. That will be on all of our pods until the end referendum. Of, of the referendum until this thing gets passed. I really believe it will. The resolve was 49%. I said it was 49% uh, mm. voted yes. Um, so obviously we, if we had that now, it wouldn't be a great thing, but to be mm. honest with you, I don't have a lot of faith in polls. They got it wrong no. in 2019. They've got yeah. it wrong a few times. Um, yeah. so, and I also don't think that the yes campaigns even kicked off yet. Um, because parliament needs to come back. Legislation, mm. legislation needs to come yeah. through and be approved. Blah, blah, blah. The wording needs mm. to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, And Thomas Mayer on the webinar. Sorry, did you this, want to say something? I apologize. Yeah, Thomas Mayer on the webinar this afternoon that we watched also mentioned that the Yes123 campaign is will be doing some um, uh, promotions and kicking um, more of the promotion come July, early July. So, yeah. And, the big push hasn't started yet, so yeah. What's what's his space? More will come. Absolutely. Now, the interesting thing about tonight's show is it's one of the first times we've only done um, two segments inside our hour rather than three. And if you're with us on the pod, or even if you're with us live, or you're with us delayed at some stage um, on the on the bod as it was, i.e., the viewer. Um, you will realise that this will be over an hour and we've only done two segments. So that's <laughs> pretty interesting. And we haven't even itself. finished the second segment yet. Um, but there you go. No, we have not. We've still got joke of the week to go. So there you go. So I'm going to fly through this. I'm going to absolutely right. hammer through this. Carry so on, this sir. This is all about the science of brushing your teeth. Now, everyone's going to be interested. Yes, everyone be, will be interested, and I'll tell you why you'll be interested, because you will find out how many times you do not need to go to the dentist yearly. Those bastards are fleecing us, and you need to know this. So oh, no, they're not it's not you? fake news. Uh, this is actually from the scientists. Ah, yeah. oh, very good. Very, very good. If this does not play, honestly to God, I am not going to be a happy man, because that... You're going to lose rude. your shit. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> Slightly delayed. Ah, oh, thumbs up from the Wentz man. Uh, as long as you heard it, I don't give a crap, seriously. Anyway, so <clears throat> the introduction to the topic of uh, dental hygiene and trustworthiness of dentists were discussed by the scientists, and they mentioned the contra uh, controversy surrounding the Flossal dental advice. Um and the impact of seltzer on teeth. This was like an American study. So seltzer is mm. like, you know, like Alka-Seltzer. It's that sort of effervescent sort of, um, it's that fizzy. It basically, it like when you, like you put an, yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly right. And they're talking about the impacts to your teeth, et cetera. 
And basically, as you would probably imagine, there is none. Um, it's as bad as, you know, anything else. Um, but the question is, do flossing and toothbrushing prevent cavities? Now, that's a great question. Um, the description of a study of the effectiveness of brushing and flossing has said that the cavities are affected um, not by the actual toothbrush. And this is really important because, as you know, if you've got an electric toothbrush, it costs you about $37 for two or three heads if, you, um, you know, if you're replacing your heads. Nope. Well, you're getting, for you're, getting, you're getting Woolworth heads or something. No, no. We get the named brand, um, and I'm happy to name them if they if we Oral get B, free. Yeah. Oral yeah. B, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to plug them if we get some free samples. Uh, but we <laughs> always buy them when they're on special. They And buy the big pack, the 10-pack often, or the six-pack. And yeah, yeah, often yeah. don't pay more yeah. than $5 per head. All right, so how many heads would be in there? Six, ten, depends on the pack. Right, okay. I yeah. don't know if you just noticed, but the putty cat just went past. Did you see that? Yes, yes, very cute. Can't wait to meet her again. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's, what's anyway, cat's name again? Poppy. 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 Um, so yeah, get, getting back to the uh, brushing. So what I was trying to say was that, okay, so even if you're spending 30 or 40 bucks on a brush, right? Don't, don't buy what? any more brushes. Wait until what? that brush dies. Brush your Seriously? teeth with a piece, piece of plastic. It doesn't matter. As long as can I just use my finger? I used to toothpaste. do that when I had no toothbrush. Yeah, pretty I just much. Use my finger. You absolutely, really? Can. Yes, you could. What? Yes, as long as you've got toothpaste that's got fluoride in it, mm-hmm. that's what is um, that's what is um, preventing your cavities. It's not the brushing. It's the not actual the brushing. fluoride in your tooth. Sorry, in your toothpaste. Right. No, not the brushing. No. no. So, so I, I made a I made a call the other day. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till my brush head. It's right, like until I'm brushing one with plastic. Bristle. And, and one then one like, bristle. Then I'll, yeah, pretty much. That's it. That's it. Plastic on teeth, and then I'll buy another one. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna let it go all the way down. Because yeah, actually, they did what they did was actually wow. they did a they did a investigation. 160, one person went to 160 different dentists. Mm-hmm. And of those 160 dentists, there was nearly, uh, there was probably, I think it was like 90%, 85, around about 90%, maybe 85% that said, no, no, you're all good. You don't need anything. But the other 15% mm. said this poor bastard needed multiple fillings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just ka-ching, you know, yes, ka-ching. yes, exactly right, a hundred percent correct. Wow. So, so I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to save, I'm trying to save people's teeth, and I'm trying to save the money at the same time. So, I, I, my dentist keeps ringing me, going, you know, when are you coming? When are you coming? I'm like, you know, 
stuff you. I, mm-hmm. I pay you money. I will tell yeah. you when I'm going to go. When you're ready. You're not going to tell me when I'm going to go. Jesus. You don't want to. You don't want to know when I last. I just, went to just so you know. Oh, no, I don't. The thing is, <laughs> I would like. Do you know the top three? Um, the top three earners in Australia, professions. Professions. Gina Reinhardt is she a profession? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm guessing dentist will be in the top three. Um, yes, it is. Uh, real estate agents? <laughs> no, not the top three. Anesthetists. Co- oh, and Cobalt programmers. <laughs> yes, very good call. Very good call. <laughs> any, any, any of the nerds out there that uh, understand what Wenty just talked about, Cobalt programmers, Cobalt is a language that was around about 25, 30 years ago, and it still is in what, – what's it in now, Wincy? Where do they use uh, it now? In, in heavy decline. Um, not used very much anyway. I think probably some banks Yes, they do use, use it in heavy decline, decline <laughs> but where do they use I'm guessing banks and finance uh, institutions. The thing, the thing is, though, um, as you rightly said, though, um, if you have that skill – it, it's a super niche skill and it's mm. obviously su- super nichely needed. Okay, mm. what do we got? Vicky's come back with our dentist recommends brushing for two minutes each time. Is that necessary? Did the study say anything about that? Yeah, well, as I was saying, Vicky, don't give a shit about brushing. Just as long as you're using toothpaste, it doesn't matter. But probably not a bad time, I would say. I've been given that information quite a few times. You can just do it with your finger. I mean, you know, just mm. just find an oily rag and just put some toothpaste on it. I mean, don't worry about a brush. You can't afford a brush. Don't worry about it. Wow. So Uncle Keg's the dog. You... But uh, the other thing <laughs> is uh, flossing. Sorry, go for it. Uh, no, no, I think well, you're about to cover it. No. Thing go? I don't know. I'm 54. I got no idea. I've got no, I've got no idea. No one can see that. Just so you know, I might be no, 54, but no one can see what you're doing. I'm I'm doing it perfectly, <laughs> of course, because you're not seeing it underneath below the my my <laughs> waistline. So, so it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I can say, doing that won't help your gums. What I no. will say <laughs> is that the uh, skepticism surrounding the effectiveness, effectiveness of flossing is, uh, is really important because uh, so many people say, you know, is it, is it doing anything? Do I really need to floss? Well, yeah, you do. And um, it's actually one of the most important things you do when it comes to the toothbrushing routine because it stops you from getting gingivitis. It's easy as that. And... And that is a gum disease that 90% of us already have. And when you're 50 and over, most people already have it. So I, and Uncle Kexer, would absolutely recommend flossing. And so do they. Um, mm. For no other reason to prevent you from getting gum disease. So if you, could, if you could possibly see a dentist at least once every two years, that would be good. If you could see one once a year would be good. Don't bother seeing them twice a year unless you've got a real problem. I wouldn't mm. do that. They cost you a lot of money, yeah. um, and they are a little bit of a ripoff. There's no doubt about yeah. that. So there you go. Ooh, so that 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 is your lot on. Um, oh, no, not yeah. quite. Not quite. Yeah. So I, I... Oh, for science it is. <clears throat> oh, what do we got? Jokes. What do we got? A couple of quick jokes. 
Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't going to say the end of the show. Just end of the show. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, no. It up already. As Wentz, he... No, I wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. I was actually on the ball, believe it or not. I know it's hard <laughs> to. But no, as Wentz, he absolutely said, it is... My brother-in-law is addicted to the hokey pokey. Joke of the week! It is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm still flossing. You can go first, my friend. No problem. <laughs> okay. Um, what I do you noticed. call a <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a pig that does karate? A pork chop. Oh, hold on, I gotta get my uh hold on, hold on. <laughs> Very good. Hold on, I need to get my uh here we go. All right, go for your next one. Oh, okay, me. All right, okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. What do we got here? Uh, you understand it better? Da, 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 da. Okay, so what I've got is something weird because obviously oh, I okay. am. But um, this is called the Michael Jackson joke, but it's a Japanese joke. So I'm oh, going okay. to try to pronounce this the best of my Japanese. If we have any Japanese listeners or viewers, please do tell me how to pronounce this. Uh, Mikeru. Jackson no sokina airu wawnan desuka ayo. And that is what's Michael Jackson's favorite color? Blue. What? Now that is a Japanese joke. Okay. So. Um, <clears throat> I will try another Japanese joke. <laughs> oh, please do. I will. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. And it's interesting because this Japanese has a spelling. There's a there's a word in here, and part of the word is shite. And so far, that's explaining the show very well tonight. <laughs> I, I thought it was very apt. But anyway, go, go shite Hawaii. Jan Wahaisha ni Aikanae no. Now the answer is Hawaii Kara. In English, that means why don't Hawaiians go to the dentist? Because their teeth, ha, are good. E, which is where the Hawaii Kara comes from. Yes. Right. So, so over to you. We need to laugh at one. So Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'll, I'll roll off a few. Okay, here we go. Yeah, um, what, what has a bed that you can't sleep in? A river. Oh, very, very, very good. Very Another nice. one. Why were the teacher's eyes very crossed? Good. If anyone's listening to the show, they want to contribute, jump in. All good. I uh, don't know. Everything's delayed here, Justina. I uh, uh, don't know. Uh, she couldn't control oh, her sorry, pupils. I've got to do this properly. Why were the teachers? Oh, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, here we go. Oh, one wow. One of our uh, most esteemed listeners has a joke, and it's actually clean. That's brilliant. Wentzy, you read it, my friend. Okay, Vicky says, I have, I've got a clean, I've got a joke. It's clean this week, uh, in brackets. What does that, what does a house wear? And now we will wait for the answer. 
We will, and the delays it'll, it'll about twenty four and a half like seconds. A <laughs> It'll be brilliant. <laughs> I'm sure she's ready. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ready here for it comes. So what? What does a house wear? A dress. Ah, oh, very good. Of course. <laughs> of course. Okay. Okay. Well, with that, we need to go back to our last joke of the night, which will be the Japanese one. Panda no sikinia esawa panda. So what's a panda's favorite food? Bread, which is P-A-N, which is Japanese. Panda, you see. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I think I need just to so finish you know, off. Just, just, I just, I don't want to put you in any, any more pain. There's no more yeah. Japanese jokes. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I want to, I want to move on from that one. I've got another one for you. Cool. What? It's the end of the show. Jeffrey. Yes. All right. What starts with an E, ends with an E, and only has one letter in it? Ah, uh, don't know. An envelope. Oh, of course. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Very, very, very nice. It has been a weird (laughs) and wonderful show. It has been one of the weirdest ones we've been a part of. And it's episode 127. Um, (laughs) It's hard to believe it is. and that we've had such a weird and wonderful episode. <laughs> um, full of giggles, full of uh, flossing, full um... of uh, bad jokes. <laughs> full um, of lag. Um, yeah, don't uh, remind me about the lag. No, oh, and lots, lots of swearing too. Thank you uh, very much. The lag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a hilarious show. Um, thank you. <laughs> it's a cracker. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, if you've listened on the pod, we will definitely be back next week, probably with a show about as good as this. Um, hopefully better. Who knows? You never know. And Who knows? Uh, hopefully as many laughs. And and Yes, absolutely. Oh, if you do want to get in touch at all, have you got the details for that, uh, Wincy? Can you have that down the I do. You can uh, subscribe um, to the to us at the new blurt.substack.com. Email us at blurtstar at gmail. Follow us or comment on our Twitter handle at blurtnew, uh, which is the same for spoutable. Um, otherwise, yeah, we, we'll see you next Tuesday. And next Tuesday is World Refugee Day. So I will cover a little bit about that event. June 20, World Refugee Day. Yes, we'll definitely have a chat about that, Wincy, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, drop us a line. If there's anything you want us to cover on the show we haven't covered yet, we've, uh, we we do look at our SEO, we look at our analytics quite often, we can tell that people are getting involved in the show more and more, and uh, we are just absolutely loving uh, enjoying giving it, <clears throat> bringing it to you. So 
Um, just let us know if there's anything that uh, you want us to cover, something you want us to talk a little bit more about. Just let us know. Let your friends know <clears throat> that we're on, etc. You don't necessarily need to join us on a Tuesday Night Live. It'd be nice if you did. But oh. definitely um, have a listen to the pod and do let other people um, know about it on YouTube, etc., etc. Oh, as they used to say, Maxwell Smart, etc., etc. Um, but with thanks, that, Vicky, for your message. There, we'll see you next week. Magnificent. Thank you very much, Vicky. We absolutely appreciate you very, very much on the show. Do vote, yes. We will keep saying that until we have, as I said before, we will have a small, um, yes, not necessarily a campaign, but it's a video by the First Nations and of the First Nations to explain what the voice is all about. Wentzy, it's been trials and tribulations, but it's been a hell of a lot of fun. (laughs) I look forward to seeing you here next week in Melbourne. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening. All right. And uh, see you, everyone. This way. Hi, everyone. Hello, my name is Dean Park, and I'm from the Kwandamooka peoples of Minjiribar, which is also known as North Stradbroke Island, just off the coast of Brisbane. It's great to be here with you today. I know there's been a lot of interest since uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese made a really to some people, a surprising comment during the election night saying that the government was committed to a referendum on a voice to parliament. And I know that there are many people sitting out there in their lounge rooms on that night, not really sure about what he meant. What we're talking about is very simple. It's just three things. Recognising Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in the constitution, having an Indigenous voice to parliament, and the need for a referendum to make it all happen. And We want to be able to do this because this is a conversation that we have to have across the nation. This is a conversation that every single Australian needs to be part of. And so we don't want to confuse the issue. We're not going to dive down in deep into details. This is not about the politics. This is not about making a particular point. It's simply about having a conversation with you, sharing a bit of information about Indigenous constitutional recognition, about a voice to parliament and about a referendum. And... We're hoping that this is something that triggers a conversation more broadly in your families, in your workplaces, in your communities, and something that we really want the whole nation to get behind. What constitutional recognition means is acknowledging the 65,000 years of continuous connection that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples have to this country. It's about Australians embracing First Nations peoples. It's about us being recognised in our constitution, in our rule book. It is a unique status as the first peoples of the Australian nation. And it's about, I guess, having that, that sense of this is where we started as a people and as a nation. And that's really, really important in terms of the relationship that we have between First Australians and everyone else. Yeah, I can't tell you how much that means you know, to, to our community, to our nation, to myself, to my family, uh, to not have to uh, argue for that basic recognition to be recognised as First Nations, that we belong here and that we have a right to be heard. It took until 2017, the Uluru Statement from the Heart, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples to very firmly say what meaningful constitutional recognition looked like to us. It's recognising our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in the founding document of our nation. 
And how do we embrace First Nations peoples as the first peoples of this country, which is unique and different to anywhere else in the whole world? It's unfinished business and it's about time that uh, we recognise that the Aboriginal people were living on this continent, Torres Strait Islanders were inhabiting our homelands and that recognition in the constitution is going to go a long way to uh, healing past injustices in the in the modern history of Australia. I remember when I was um, one of facilitating a NAIDOC event for school, um, when I've asked, like, you know, mob at school if they want to do a dance or if they want to sing or do storytelling or something like that. Um, there's that shame factor, like, oh, I'm scared to, to, to voice my culture and to talk about it. And then, but with this, I believe it will make, make them actually feel valued and empower, empowered in their own country as First Nations Australians, yeah. In 1967, the Australian public voted overwhelmingly to allow the Commonwealth Government to make laws about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people before it hadn't had that power. Meaningful, real constitutional recognition had to come through a voice. It had to be about this voice to Parliament. There are too many issues in our communities which mean that we can't just have symbolic recognition. There needs to be practical change alongside that. Uh, but then also, you know, what a lot of people talk about, the practical kind of things that come along with that and the power of that symbolism too is that, you know, not only are you recognising us finally, but you, you actually have to listen to us and talk to us and we, we have a say, we get to sit at the table where the decisions are made which for too long have been made without us. And, you know, one of the things in my family that we always talk about uh, is all the uh, kind of things that have happened in the Barma Forest and the Wirai Forest and all the um, environmental degradation, but what happened to our families there and um, actually being able to have a seat at the table with people like, you know, Victoria and New South Wales Parks and Wildlife type people with the government on, you know, when they're making the leasing decisions that are impacting our families uh, when it comes to the history of economic development in those areas. I think the important thing in constitutional recognition is that it puts Indigenous people firmly in the founding document of modern Australia. And it's not putting us in the constitution in a way that someone else has suggested we should be. It's putting us in the constitution in the way Indigenous people have decided they want to be recognised in the constitution. And that's important because it's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people deciding for themselves what they want asking the Australian people to support them in that, and then that being enshrined in the document that defines the way the nation works. In a way, our most important document in Australia. The Uluru Statement very clearly said that if we are going to do this, if we are going to formally and finally do constitutional recognition for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, it's got to be through the voice. And just for having our voice in, you know, enshrined in the constitution, it doesn't only have like an impact now, but has impact on the generations to come. And is an important first step in building a shared future for our country. The new blurb is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstar, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Glass Productions, brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.
Hey, blood's just, just... 